Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Thursday, January 11th. It's cold outside and only getting colder over the next few days. How is it impacting Calgary's most vulnerable and is the city doing enough to support our homeless population? We discuss with Matt Nomura, VP of Strategic Investments and Community Impact with the Calgary Homeless Foundation. New year, same financial woes and struggles. We get some advice to help you navigate your personal finances in 2024 from the fabulous financial guru, Bruce Celery, CEO of Credit Canada. And finally, it may be cold outside, but things will be heating up this weekend at the Calgary Renovation Show at the BMO Centre. We catch up with DIY expert Leanne Allaire Perot for some budget-friendly reno tips and details on what you can expect to see at this weekend's show. The risk of frostbite is a real concern for everyone with temperatures dipping to below minus 30 with wind chill. In fact, currently minus 44. But for the Calgarians facing homelessness, these cold temperatures can be downright deadly. Joining us to discuss how Calgary is supporting our most vulnerable is Matt Nomura, Vice President of Strategic Investments and Community Impact with the Calgary Homeless Foundation. Good morning to you, Matt. Morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, Matt, can you give us an idea of just how many people are living rough in Calgary? We would estimate at any given time here in Calgary, there's about 2,700 individuals that could be experiencing homelessness on any given night. Uh, when you break it down into unsheltered, in the last 30 days, our Alpha House encampment team have interacted with 400 individuals living in encampments. I, I just think it's... We can't, we can't relate, we can't understand it for people who have a home, have a roof over their heads and are, are able to, you know, turn the heat on at will and do all the things that we do on the regular. I just think we can't even understand at all what it's like for these people who, who sometimes choose that because they just don't really have any other options in their life. Well, I, I think you really uh, hit it on the head there with uh, you can't relate, right? I mean, these these individuals that are in, in these situations, uh, there's no homogenous way of viewing it. There, there are so many different factors that are going into why a person may be experiencing homelessness. And when I take a step back and I reflect on uh, just the, the individuals that we get to work with day in, day out mm-hmm. that are doing this work, uh, the service providers uh, in, in our city, the outreach teams that are out there overnight having these conversations, like those are the heroes in, in our city, going out and having these conversations because you never know when one of those conversations could change somebody's life right exactly literally literally yeah absolutely uh, i'm wondering here uh, can you give us some idea give us an idea of the 2700 people on any given night perhaps living homeless in our in our city how many warming shelters are currently available and can vulnerable canadian uh, calgarians take advantage they have to uh, just again another ignorant comment they have to sign up or how how does somebody find out about these things and, and get in the stream yeah so we have 19 partners throughout the city uh, in different quadrants of the city. Uh, and so that's on top of our shelter network uh, that still has capacity. Um, to access it, you just simply walk in. Uh, so the Mustard Seed downtown, we have the Salvation Army has a mobile uh, unit. We have Woods Homes in uh, Inglewood. Uh, so we have, we have a number of different options. Journey Church up in the Northwest, a number of different options that uh, allow up to 425 additional spaces at any given time throughout the day. Uh, for individuals to access that. In addition to that, uh, what we do is we work with City Transit and we have a shuttle service. Mm -hmm. And that shuttle service works from 10.30 uh, p.m. to 4 in the morning, uh, focusing on the the north to south lines. And they work in partnership with City Transit and our outreach teams to ensure that we're having conversations with anybody that's at the stations and getting them to safe locations. 
It's amazing. And I think, you know, that's one of the beautiful things in Calgary anyway. I don't know what about anywhere else, but we've got a lot of organizations that really are working on homelessness and working to get some of these folks off the street. And it used to be a long time ago, everybody was sort of independent, but it really has come together. And, and it's a giant team, all these different organizations working on the same problem, isn't it now? I really like how you put that. It is a giant team. I, I mean, when we take a look at the, the service providers that we get to work with, we have over 26 organizations that work specifically with us. Uh, and then we have all of our peripheral partners. We have a great relationship with the city of Calgary, uh, CPS, uh, the, the province, uh, the federal government. There are so many individuals and organizations that are involved because the issue is so complex. It's not one organization that can can, can address this. Mm-hmm. It takes so many of us working together. And you're absolutely right. It is a big team trying to do our best uh, to provide safe options to those experiencing homelessness. Speaking this morning with Matt Nomera, a Vice President of Strategic Investments and Community Impact with the Calgary Homeless Foundation. And, and Matt, uh, you mentioned, for example, the outreach teams and, you, you know, your partners going to, for example, transit stations. You know, some of the, the, the areas where we have seen homeless people in the past, typically, somewhat of a pattern. But we haven't touched on the economy in the sense that now... The outreach has to, I think, that arms have to stretch further for these encampments, for example, that we're seeing. Is that something that your organization searches out? Yes, yeah, uh, certainly it is. Uh, our outreach teams will work on uh, the transit lines, uh, and of course we have uh, dedication to encampments uh, as well. The, the number one thing with encampments is all about safety, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's what uh, the encampment team with uh, City Bylaw, that they're going out there every single day. Every single day they're going to be out there talking to the individuals that they know of. And I think that's one of the, the, the hallmarks of our encampment team and the collaboration that we have in the city is, is that they really have that view on who's out there. Are they safe? Are we providing them with options? Because you're right, sometimes they don't want to come in. But when faced between minus 40 and being mm-hmm. outside, the safest choice is always going to be inside. And providing those options is key, right? So that Critical. they understand what's available to them. On that note, does anyone ever get turned away? No. Yep. Um, there, there are individuals, uh, when you operate low barrier shelters, um, you know, there, there are always going to be challenges uh, with, sure. with safety. And, and there can be at times where individuals um, have had episodes of, of violence where they might be barred. But when the temperatures get to minus 10, those bars are lifted. Our shelter partners work together to understand who's on each other's list. Everybody can access shelter. Okay. Matt, it's interesting because this is this is your world, this is your purview, and you've got a great team, and obviously I'm sure you could use more resources, but what can the average Calgarian do? For example, I'm driving down the street and I see somebody who looks like they might be in distress or, distress or at least just sitting in minus 45-degree windshield. What can we do as citizens? If you do see someone in serious distress, call 911 immediately. Uh, in addition to that, we have the Alpha House uh, help team. You can call them uh, as well. You know, for more information on, on what the response looks like, it's on our website at uh, calgaryhomeless.com. Um, and we also have uh, Donate Essentials YYC, where every donation goes to basic needs distributed through the drop-in centre. I was going to touch on that. I think, you know, donations must be key for you guys. Uh, because some of these people, they just, that's, we need to look look after them where they are, right? Yeah. So to be able to donate coats and mitts and scarves, anything you have at home, is going to go to a very good place and make sure that some of these folks manage to, to live through the night. It's that dire, isn't it? Absolutely. One of the things that we have in our coordinated response is basic needs centralized uh, through the drop-in center. And so we have over 20 outreach teams that partner with us uh, and they access free supplies uh, through the drop-in center. So when you donate mitts, hats, coats uh, through the drop-in, these 
these teams are the ones picking them up and, and distributing them. And the same thing with any dollar that's uh, distributed to the YYC Essentials campaign that goes back into our basic needs distribution center. That, uh, back to that staggering number that you mentioned, uh, any given night, 2,700 people living homeless in our city. I'm wondering, I don't want to put you on the spot here, Matt, but uh, did you break down the demo as far as the age range? Is, is there an yeah. age range you can give us? So on the, the most prevalent would be adult homelessness. Um, between the ages of 25 to, to 45. Uh, we have about 1,800 individuals uh, experiencing homelessness in that age range. Uh, anyone under the age of 24 would be considered youth. Uh, we have about 250 uh, triaged on our placement list. And then families, uh, we have about 270 heads of households that are triaged that have checked in with us in the last 90 days uh, for placement. So on our triage placement list, we have about 2,200 individuals that are awaiting housing. Can't even imagine, like I said at the beginning, but certainly, you know, a family or having a child and, and not having a roof over your head. So uh, urging everybody to go to calgaryhomeless.com, maybe make a financial donation. Maybe you've got mitts and toques and hats and coats, et cetera, that you can help out with. Thanks for breaking it down for us, Matt. It's a sad topic, but one we have to talk about, especially in conditions like this. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Matt Namura is the Vice President of Strategic Investments and Community Impact with the Calgary Homeless Foundation as we look to maybe cut back on some spending, try to reach some personal finance goals for 2024. Who better to do that with? Help you tighten up those purse strings is Bruce Celery, CEO of Credit Canada. How are you, Bruce? Happy New there's, Year. There's no one better. I checked and there's no one better. So when you say who better, the answer is me and I'm here and you're welcome. Perfect. And you, I know you have a purse and you've tightened the strings and we're good to yeah. go because you've got tips and tricks for us. I love that you're talking about my handbag collection. Yes. I have one purse. It's a man purse and it's very um, suave and trim and, and of the moment. Yeah. I, I, can, I can see that. Question for you, Bruce, and I know we're way off track here, but that's what we do on mornings with Sue and Andy, QR that's Calgary. Right. Um, I carry 95 thousand things in my pocket and so sue's been on me to uh, because use, his pants are to, always hanging down yeah but uh, you know i have no waist or bum so that's nothing to oh. do with um but i have a hard time finding a merce that would be a good fit do you yeah. get a consultant do you just keep trying them out what do you do keep your you receipts need to hire someone okay um, <laughs> sorry to do this this is a task you cannot leave no <laughs> you need something slim it needs your for your phone and it okay. needs your wallet and your keys that's all okay. you need and you need to get things out of your pockets that's embarrassing oh. Are you <laughs> i just been insulted uh, yeah, no, I'm actually not insulting you. I'm embarrassed for you. Like, on behalf of you, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> do, you, do you want to be more embarrassed? Do you know what he carries? He's got, a, like, the oh, most no. gigantic Leatherman leather man knife yeah. kit in his pants. Pens. He's got Carmex. pens, yeah. Yeah. lip balm, and oh, a, a giant stone Buddha. But I'm ready for anything. You need a Birkin bag. Is what I'm okay. hearing. Okay. All right. I need. I need a piece of luggage. That's what you need. <laughs> need so for your January carry. financial jumpstart, the number thing, one thing you need to do <laughs> is buy yourself a Birkin bag. Okay. Birkin bag. I've written that down. <laughs> I want. I want to kick, kick things off because Sue sent me a meme. And it was really awesome because it really put things in perspective. And I and I think that you'll be on board with this because yeah. through our conversations over the past couple of years, the common sense approach. Um, and I'll, I'll give the the five thousand dollar example. There's five and ten, and it's pretty easy to distinguish the two. It says, "Do you want to waste five thousand dollars a year?" It says, "Spend thirteen dollars seventy cents a day on things you don't need." If you're looking for extra money in your budget, look for patterns like this, and you think thirteen seventy. I wouldn't waste that. But a couple of Starbucks, and you're at that 1370, aren't you? 
you are, but this is exactly the wrong way to think about it. And Sue, I think you now need to backtrack and oh. maybe apologize to your millions of listeners for putting out more evidence of a completely inaccurate Whoa. method. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I greatly apologize. Please tell us what's what. Here's why. Some people, that little bit of coffee is the only joy they have. That's it. That's all they get. And you're taking it away from them. So for some people, sure, okay, that'll save a little bit of money, but it's not the small stuff that matters. It's the big stuff. It's uh, people who buy a car or lease a car that they actually cannot afford. Okay. That's the issue. That's the issue. Or they're like, I got to have takeout and they're having DoorDash three or four times a week. Those are the issues. Or I'm broke, but I'm going to go on a cruise. Yeah. So coffee, buy is, five grand is not a big deal compared to the big deal of spending money on things that you can't afford. So in this period of January Jumpstart, I'm bringing it back to why you had me here, is you need to think about what is going to make a difference for you. And that is super individual. For some people, yeah, they're like amazing and they need to just round the corners on their coffee consumption. But for most people, it's something much bigger than that. So we have talked about the priority pyramid in the past. It's a pyramid, so picture a triangle. The base level is cash flow. That's at the bottom. So you need to be earning more than you spend. And a lot of people are like, I don't really know. If you have $1 outstanding on your credit card chronically, you are spending more than you earn. It's just a immutable financial and mathematical fact. So two levers, increase income, cut expenses. But for you, cutting expenses, like the coffee's not going to do it. It's I've got every streaming platform available or I love going to the mall and I'm, you know, buying 14 Merces, not just one. <laughs> so that's the first thing for everybody. You need to diagnose what it is for you. It's very, very specific. But here's the other thing. Choose one change to make, not 30,000. I went to the gym last night. I don't know what I was thinking. And I actually was like, who are you people? Get out of here. You weren't here in December. You are not, you should not be here now. You're not going to be here in about six weeks. So just save yourself the effort and stop trying because I know you're not going to come back. I didn't say any of those things. I waited patiently. <laughs> Your inside voice. Equipment. That's good. Yes, exactly. So, so that's kind of a, my starting point is choose one thing for you. Make I don't mean simple like it's not going to be hard to do because weaning yourself off DoorDash is a brutal challenge for people who that's a part mm. of their lifestyle. But I mean, don't try and do 16 things. We have limited units mm. of willpower and we just don't have enough. Then we're going to fail. I don't want you to fail. I want you to be successful. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about, I'm looking at, first of all, you are the CEO of Credit Canada. So I'm on yeah. creditcanada.com and yeah. it looks like there's lots of information there, counseling, help, all of that, how to get somebody, yeah. you know, debt free, get back, get out of debt, get back into life. I like that yeah. idea. You yeah. know, and then you also have moolala.ca. That's your website. So, I yeah. mean, there. Are, that's the thing. We need to stop just pretending that the we're not in trouble. And we need yeah. to reach out because there's a lot of help out there, right? Tons. Tons of help and tons of information, which is why you need to shift from uh, a knowledge paradigm, like I need to learn, 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 I need to read, 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 to a behavior paradigm. Because for the most part, what there is to do, it's pretty easy to diagnose what there is to do. It's not that hard. What is 
exceedingly difficult is changing your habits and taking the actions consistently over time. So Gretchen Rubin wrote the, this great book on happiness, and she said, what matters not what you do once in a while, what matters is what you do every single day. Mm -hmm. So it's those small, small things. I started reading this book called Atomic Habits over the holidays, and I'm a big fan, like I'm a huge believer in habits. And here's one tip that really struck me. Basically, I need the entire hour of your show. By the way, this is not a short segment. <laughs> Next I need the whole hour. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so just cancel everybody else. Uh, it's called habit stacking. So you've got a habit that works. Add another habit to that. So here's my example. I have a habit of eating lunch every day. I love lunch. Before I have lunch, I do sit-ups hmm. and I add one each day. So okay. I'm now at 85. Oh, good for so you. So before lunch, I do 85 sit-ups, and then tomorrow I'm going to do 86, and by the end of the year, I'm going to do 4,000 sit-ups, I think, before I have lunch. I'll never get to lunch. I'll have to like, <laughs> spend my whole day doing sit-ups. But so when you think about your personal finance is if you're someone who brushes your teeth, and I hope you do, Andy, before you go to bed, put a notebook beside your toothbrush and track your spending. Oh. Because you've got a habit to, to go to, to, to brush your teeth before you go to bed. Right. And so then add a habit that connects to finances that um, could follow. CreditCanada.com, where we're going to be directing people. And, you know, I'm right. just going to say this. We, we've got about a minute left here, Bruce. Sometimes it's hard to either pick up that phone or even send a note because there might be some shame attached 100%. to your situation. So how do you get around that? So what you should know is when you pick up the phone and call, you're going to reach one of our credit counselors. They have been doing this. Our people have been with us for a very long time. They love the work that they do. There is nothing they have not heard. And it's a free, confidential, non-judgmental call. And you may say, like, you know, here's my circumstance and I'm ready to take action. You might just need an ear and they will provide you that ear. So have that be your one thing. You're just going to pick up the phone because you don't know. You may talk to our counselor and they may be like, listen, all you need is a little bit of budgeting help or based on your circumstance, you need to do something more dramatic. And here's what that looks like. And here's how we can help you. So there is no risk in practical terms. It doesn't affect your credit score. We're not going to call your mom. We're not going to call your spouse. The only risk is for you to put yourself out there and say, yeah, 2024 is the year I am willing to make a change. Now is the time. Stop pretending everything is okay. Just do it. Reach out, get yeah. some help. And by the way, might I say, I am at creditcanada.com and I've gone into our Who We Are page and yeah. you are a handsome son of a gun. Thank you. That's because of my habit on skincare. <laughs> I have been using Oil of Olay Daily UV Protectant since I was 23, and I'm no longer 23. Let me say that. It has paid off. He's got glowing skin. We've learned abs of steel. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and, immerse. And, immerse, and he yeah. wants your finances to be in order for 2024. Yeah. Do you want more? Bruce Celery, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> thank have you a for great rest me. of your day. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Bruce Celery, CEO of Credit Canada. He's got his personal website. It's moolala.ca or, of course, the official creditcanada.com. Uh, yes, you want to warm up? Well, maybe mm. the Calgary Renovation Show is the perfect spot to keep warm and be inspired over the weekend. Kicks off tomorrow at the BMO Centre. If you're looking to tackle some home renos in 2024, we're getting tips and insight this morning from Leanne Allaire Perot, do-it-yourself expert. Good morning to you, Leanne. Good morning. Are you, uh, you know, okay, listen, I know you're not from Calgary, right? <laughs> I'll be there in a couple of hours, oh, actually, oh, but no, oh. I'm out in Toronto. Oh, okay. I thought you I thought you landed. I was going to say, uh, welcome to the, the league. Uh, <laughs> welcome so, to the tundra. So it is bitterly cold, so what better way to, to get inside and get inspired? So if someone wants to take on his, some home improvements them, uh, themselves, where should they start? 
Well, I, I think, first of all, the renovation show is a great way to start because not only will you get inspiration, but it's a great place to do research. And that's really the key for tackling any project. I think for a lot of people, especially when we're talking DIY, which is do it yourself, the self part gets intimidating because not only sometimes is there lack of skill, but maybe there's lack of time. And with time comes procrastination and then maybe things get started and not finished. And then part of the procrastination is not knowing what to do next. So a place like the Renovation Show is a great place to connect with experts, to see what the latest products are, and learn from experts such as myself that get to present on stage and hopefully sprinkle in a little inspiration, but really instill homeowners with a sense of confidence to go and roll up their sleeves, put in a little bit of sweat equity into their own home, and really not only start, but finish a DIY project. Love it. And Leanne, just to kind of go from where Andy was at, just continue that part of it. You know, where, where's the, when you do take on a home improvement, what's sort of the best return for your buck? What area of the house should we look at, you know, first? Well, everybody often puts emphasis on the main living spaces where guests come and see. So the kitchens, the bathrooms. Uh, those shared living spaces, which are really good bang for your buck. And certainly when it comes to a kitchen, when we talk about bucks, it can be a lot. Um, but there are a great uh, amount of DIY kind of workarounds, I would say, that maybe if you have champagne dreams but you're working with a beer budget, there's a lot of options that you have now that are not only beautiful but functional, which is really key when we're talking about DIY. We don't just want something to look good. We want it to function really well also. So there's paints available now that you can paint your countertop. Certainly painting your cabinetry is a great way to add instant impact. Listen, I'm a paint girl through and through. I always say paint, I put that bleep on everything. You can fill in the blank. Um, but really with paint, it gives you the most visual impact in a space for the least amount of money. Paint takes up a lot of real estate in our space. So by, by picking the right paint colors and updating your finishes with paint, it can make a tremendous difference. I do like that, and uh, we are speaking this morning with Leanne Allaire Perot, design and uh, DIY expert. And I, I'm looking at one of your uh, bios here, Leanne, and you're described as uh, self-proclaimed DIY ninja, and you focus <laughs> on, uh, you know, keeping people within that frugalista budget. I like that because I think there has to be some compromise sometimes, Leanne. If you can speak to this, that I want the kitchen my neighbors have, but it costs $125,000, but I can still make some updates to my kitchen on a budget absolutely listen diy ninja comes from it, it, somebody labeled me that and it's now stuck because it's this idea of you can be almost stealth like moving into a space and work with an impossibly low budget in fact i have believe it or not completed renovation projects of an entire room with spending zero dollars actually i'm going to one-up myself i've actually made money by renovating my own home because what i did was sell items that no longer served me anymore. I sold them in the secondhand economy and took that budget and that budget only to reinvest in the secondhand economy to buy very specific items that I loved and then DIY'd them to make them over. So whether you look at your neighbor's house and you really love their dining room table, but you don't have that $5,000 to spend on it, take notes of the elements that you love about the table, the stain, the shape, and then you can go out and with kind of a creative eye, look to see what maybe you can find secondhand. And then again, if you're not going to put in the dollars, you need to invest somewhere and that's going to come from the sweat equity. And that's where the DIY comes in. So maybe doing a quick Google search uh, and on YouTube, you can look up how to refinish furniture. 
roll up the sleeves and then tackle that project. And what I also love the fringe benefit is really the pride that you get from that completed piece. You then kind of want to have those neighbors over and brag that not only do you have a table that's maybe more beautiful than theirs, but it costs less and you made it themselves. I love it. I'm a big fan of uh, shopping on Facebook Marketplace, for example, for some of those cool finds. So, So Leanne, will you be at the show then, the Calgary Renovation Show, will you be showing off some of your DIY projects and talking to us about this kind of stuff? Oh, I'll be showing off. And I'll be actually kicking off the main stage tomorrow. So that's Friday at 2 p.m. My stage presentation is called DIY versus Buy. And what I actually plan to do is take the audience on a little virtual adventure through a trip that I took with my family that inspired my my bedroom makeover in my own home. I traveled to an ultra luxe hotel by happenstance. It was never a plan to actually end up where we were. I had major imposter syndrome being there, but the whole time I just thought I need to bring this feeling home. So I took the ultra luxe elements of the space and put my DIY twist on it. And I will walk everyone through six projects that I did on a shoestring budget to recreate the hotel suite in Paris, France. Wow. Cool. Calgary Renovation Show, you will be there. I know that you're on the main stage tomorrow at 2 p.m. That's why you got to get here and bring that warm coat with you, Leanne, for sure. Oh, uh, well, keep things spicy but, on the stage. No perfect, worries. Perfect, perfect. But if you've never been to the Calgary Renovation Show, how much time should we give ourselves to peruse, uh, you know, all the different booths? Uh, listen, if it was me, and, and I'll be there perusing all day tomorrow, and then I'll be back again on Saturday for another stage presentation and also to take in all of the vendors, there's so much to see. And I think if you go on to the Calgary Renovation Show website, there's a list of all of the main stage presenters. Brian Baumler's going to be there on mm-hmm. his opening act on Saturday. And it's it's going to be it's one of those shows where you're not going to want to leave. The good news is when you come to the stage, there's seats so you can rest your feet. Um, but at least then plan to spend a good afternoon there. There's there's some food to nibble on. There's lots of things to see, lots of people to talk to. Just come and enjoy the day and stay out of the cold. Opening ad for Brian Baumler, not so badly, and good work if not you can bad. get it for sure. Uh, and you know what? Listen, if you've got kids, they're going to be going stir crazy in this cold. Take them down to the renovation show. You can all wander. The kids get a little exercise. You get some great ideas ideas for DIY projects or anything else you might be doing. Thank you so much for joining us and thanks for uh, coming to Calgary and being part of the show. Thank you. Leanne Allaire Perot is a DIY expert. You can go to the Calgary Renovation Show uh, all weekend long at the BMO Centre, calgaryrenovationshow.com.